Welcome to the Bet with Chet podcast. I'm Kyle Fritchetti alongside Brian Campbell and Alex Delvecchio. It has been almost half a year since we've been doing the podcast. Uh, last time I checked, guys, uh, we haven't had a Super Bowl champion yet, but it is the Kansas City Chiefs uh, defeating the Philadelphia Eagles in February of 2023. And here we are, I mean, six months into the offseason. And obviously a lot has transpired. Uh, before we get into anything, just wanted to wish you guys back to the pod. How are we doing? Doing good. I mean, it's been a long off season, I feel like, but ready to get back in the swing of things, ready for the season to get started, and hopefully bring you guys some winners again this season. Hope so. And it, it would not be like the pod if we didn't already lose somebody on the line. We lost Alex <laughs> here, so uh, we're just going to wait for him to get back. But uh, I'm sure we'll get to his thoughts on the off season. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, pretty successful year last year, uh, relatively speaking, to our picks on the pod. Um, we're definitely going to track everything this year in terms of records against the spread and just straight up money line. Uh, and we're not going to quit midseason. Not going to quit midseason uh, money management. It's a much different situation now that I have a house. You know, I can't be as reckless with uh, my money. So I think it'll be a good thing for the pod. I really do. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're going to stick with it, not, not, not do anything uh, – crazy not not be hot and cold just kind of be steady state throughout the year um but yeah a, a lot of uh off-season storylines here and obviously we'll wait for for alex to get back here but um i think the first one that comes to mind for me is you know speaking of your team campbell with the new york jets obviously with aaron Rodgers getting traded to the new york jets um you know big quarterback acquisition i think there are still questions on the table in terms of you know how much does aaron Rodgers have left uh, in the tank, but obviously, uh, definitely an upgrade over Zach Wilson last year. I definitely an upgrade, but I'm going to be honest, and I'm one of the few Jets fans that absolutely hated the trade. Um, I mean, we definitely needed the upgrade at quarterback, but I feel like Aaron Rodgers is the type of quarterback that is just going to hold our team hostage after each season, what, are you, is he going to retire? Is he going to want to play for us again next season? I feel like we could have gotten pretty much the same value with Lamar Jackson, and Lamar's the type of quarterback that has proven that he's willing to play out entire contracts and stay loyal to teams, whereas Rodgers, I mean, Rodgers plays for himself. So I feel like we're kind of at an impasse now, quarterback, where we're just going to be held hostage year in and year out. Um, not knowing what our future is going to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're definitely trying to make the offense, I guess you could say Aaron Rodgers friendly with them bringing in uh, Alan Lazard and uh, Randall Cobb and obviously Garrett Wilson had a tremendous rookie year last year. So he's going to have the weapons, uh, you know, with Brees Hall coming back in the running game. I think um, he has enough weapons at his disposal and, you know, definitely a top five defense, in my opinion. Uh, Coaching, you you could say it's questionable, but I mean, in terms of personnel, they have uh, things in place. You have to be concerned about the offensive line a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they, they didn't make as many upgrades in the draft as they would would have liked to. Um, so that's going to be the key. I think it's going to come down to the offensive line. If they can hold up, I mean, they're going to compete with Buffalo, I think. Uh, New England's kind of hit or miss. I know they had some coaching changes. So maybe New England could be a little bit better next year. Uh, but uh, Miami's kind of a wild card. I think they kind of overachieved last year, too. Tua's you know, situation with his health is always a question. But um, that division is going to be interesting to see. I think everybody's kind of handing it to Buffalo, but I think a lot of a lot of people are on the Jets train right now. What do you think, Alex? Jets, Jets, 
Absolutely the Jets. Listen, <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, I came in a little late, but I've heard Campbell spiel about this all since January. It's been sickening. Hello? You would Alex? think a guy – hey, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I can. Okay. You I... would think a... – <laughs> Great. You would think a guy – can you <laughs> not hear me, Campbell? No. We're in mid-season form. You would think a guy <laughs> who's watched – Mark Sanchez and Mike White and Zach Wilson and all these bums play quarterback for the last 20 years of his life. When you get, you know, maybe the most talented, you know, not the most winningest, but maybe the most talented in terms of a pure passer, quarterback of this generation, he'd be a little bit more excited for the season coming up. I mean, look, the Jets, they had the Patriots dead in the game last year and they gave up the punt return. They had the Bills dead for three and a half quarters. They've got this scrub six-year-old playing quarterback, throwing picks left and right. I, I mean, the upgrade from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers, along with some of the playmakers they've brought in, with, you know, a guy like Sauce, he could get better. So he was a rookie year going to second year. Um, the Jets are going to be nasty, nasty. I mean, the Jets could have won nine games last year with, that, with Zach Wilson. They could have won nine games. We got a couple bad breaks in those spots. They're going to be tough, tough, tough to beat because they're they're built on defense and they got Aaron Rodgers last. Like they did it the right way. Like I think they're going to be they're going to be a tough out. I mean, yes, we're going to be a tough out, but realistically, what's our window with Aaron Rodgers? One year, two at most. But, okay, but like it was zero before. Like, what, that, your window yeah, with Zach Wilson was nothing. I mean, Jet, Jets are ranked. Ranked uh, 26 in strength of schedule, so they they do have a tough schedule on their hands. You know, obviously right off the bat, playing Buffalo and then playing at Dallas, and then they played New England, big divisional game. Then they're at Kansas City or playing Kansas City at Denver, Philly. I mean, they have they have some tough matchups right off the bat. So this is going to be a good litmus test for them. If they could stay above 500, you know, in those first six games, I think that'll I mean, tell us a lot about where the Jets are going to go. The way the, the way the Jets scheduled. Uh, came out this year, I feel like it, the first half of the season is just going to be brutal. Like, it's going to oh, be a yeah. dog fight every week. And then it gets significantly easier in the second half of the season. Like, right up to Thanksgiving. Think, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, if we can hover around that 500 line uh, the first half of the season, I think we can definitely uh, cruise for the second half. To, yeah. I mean, even push for the wild card. title. The wild card shedding. I mean, Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo, you know, I, I think people are sleeping on Buffalo this year. I think last year they were kind of the, you know, the darling of the NFL. This is going to be the year they take the next step. Nobody's talking about Buffalo right now. You know, I, I, th- I think Buffalo is going to be a team that might overtake Kansas City this year. I do like Buffalo to win the division. I like Jets to push as a wild card, but you look at the strength of schedule. It's going to be tough. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been in this position before. I, I think there was that was a year where he was hurt. I think that's where he fractured his collarbone. He came back like mid-season. They had to win out, uh, and they did win out. Won the division, you know, and made a little bit of a run on the playoffs. So, if they're in that position after Thanksgiving, where they're below 500 and they, they got to make a run, I think he has the ability to do it. But I just can't see them winning the division with this tough schedule. But the Bills have a harder schedule, don't they? Because they they won the division, so they should have the same common opponents, but a first place schedule, right? They do. Um, I go more on strength of schedule for 2020. I go more on their um, projected win totals uh, okay. opposed to strength of schedule because that's based on last year. And 
we know there's so much turnover in the NFL. Yeah. You know, like a team last year that didn't make the playoffs is going to make the playoffs this year. So a team like uh, New England or Cleveland or even Pittsburgh, you know, these teams, there's, they're going to flip-flop every year. So I, I don't put that much merit in the strength of schedule. But um, I think we have a good gauge on most of these teams and how they're going to be. Um, so I think the Jets are definitely going to be in the running, but it just comes down to that last stretch of the of the season if they're going to make a run. So I think they'll I think they'll be definitely in the hunt. But uh, I think I, I mean what I would say like here's how I I would phrase it: the big three of the AFC. Like I thought the AFC was a big three. I think it's a, a big four now. Like I think you can say it's the Jets, the Bills, the Bengals, the Chiefs. One of those four coming out of the AFC, that would be the way I would look at it. But, like, the Jets could beat anybody. Like, they definitely can. They're going to be tough. I mean, if you look at the over-under, I mean, the, 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 the bookmakers are giving the Jets a lot of respect. I mean, their over-unders at 9.5, Buffalo's at 10.5. So they think yeah, there's a game absolutely. difference between, and the juice, you know, is on the over. So um, you know, they're saying that for Buffalo, too. I think the juice on Buffalo is minus 140 and for the Jets it's minus 130 so it's it's funny how like overnight you know the AFC is going to be so fun because you've got like I said you've got the big three but maybe the Jets I think the Jets are four and then you've got you know Lawrence just lurking and you know the Jags were just coming on like a freight train at the end of the year last year how much better are they going to be I mean they could be really tough too so the AFC is going to all of a sudden the AFC went from like, yeah, you know, it's a Chiefs show to like, holy hell, there's a lot of good teams in that conference. Yeah. Uh, doesn't it feel good to talk about the Jets for 20 minutes and actually make them actually appear like they're going to be a good team next year? Remember last year we talked about the Jets and these you know, know, bottom yeah, feeder teams, and we'd be like, why are we talking yeah. about you know the Browns? I know, but I'm telling you, I watch the Jets a lot. I watch the Jets with Cambio. That game, they lost to the Patriots because of the punt return. Their defense were, wouldn't give up a first down in the second half. But that fucking quarterback they had was so bad. Like, he just didn't give them a shot. So, like, yeah, they, if the Jets' yeah. D is the same. Like, and I don't know if they – I haven't followed what they've done defensively. If the D is the same as it was last year, that team's going to win a ton of games now. Right. Yeah, their defense kept them, kept them in a lot of games last year. Yeah. That about it. Uh, speaking of, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers and getting traded from the Packers uh, – just quickly here, what, what do you guys think about Jordan Love? Obviously, you know, he knows the offense. He's been in it for a couple of years now, uh, able to be, you know, I guess you could say mentored. I don't see Aaron Rodgers as the mentor type, no, but he's been able to sit no. behind Aaron Rodgers and kind of yeah. just wa- watch him, you know, uh, from that perspective on the bench and all the training camps that they've had. Uh, how do you think Jordan Love's going to be and how do you think Green Bay's going to be? Because nobody's really talking about them. It's, it's hard to have any opinion about Jordan Love because, like, how often have we seen him play? You know, like, he had that nice spot time against Philly where he threw that long touchdown pass to uh, Christian Watson that were kind of lit your eyes up like, whoa, where, where did that come yeah. from? And, and then he kind of went back on the bench. Um, so I I don't know. I, I, I think he has a lot of potential here. I think he's – what is he, in year three? I think this is kind of a make-or-break year for him. He's got a one-year deal, right? Um, so we'll kind of see what happens with him. But, uh, what, Campbell, what do you think about uh, Green Bay and uh, how they're going to fare in their division? Four out of four. They're coming in last in the NFC North. Yeah. <laughs> wow. They, okay. Although the Jets don't want their quarterback, though, apparently, that they go to last place just like that. But. Fourth out of four. It's going to be a two-team race between Minnesota and Detroit. Chicago is going to be improved this year, and Green Bay is just going to be bringing up the rear. 
Okay. Well, what about, I mean, let's kind of, I guess we could just go by divisions here. We'll start with the NFC North. Um, so let, let's go through our division winners. We don't have to go through, you know, each order. I mean, that'd be tough to fix, but we can just kind of go through divisional winners here. Um, I know the darling of the NFC North right now is, is Detroit. Um, but I think I'm going to sell high in Detroit here. I'm going to go with Green Bay to win that division. I think Minnesota is going to regress. I think, you know, they won 13 games last year. We all knew by the end of the year that Minnesota was not a very good team and they were definitely overrated. Um, I think nobody's talking about Green Bay right now. I think Detroit has a tough schedule too. Um, and I think just we got to tap the brakes on them a little bit. I know they finished last year strong, you know, knocking Green Bay out of the playoffs, but I think maybe Green Bay didn't win a lot of games last year in spite of Aaron Rodgers. So I think Green Bay had a ton of injuries last year on defense, on the offensive line. So I, I like what I think Jordan Love's going to – it really comes down to what Jordan Love's going to do. I think he's going to be good enough to win. I think Christian Watson will continue to improve. Um, so I got Green Bay winning that division. What do you guys have? Uh, Minnesota's going to repeat this year. Uh, I think Ooh. Minnesota's on, I think Minnesota's only gotten better. Uh, wow. Adam Jordan Addison opposite uh, J-Jets is going to be a huge threat as a number two wide receiver. I mean, Jay Jet's still going to demand that double coverage. Jordan Addison's good, probably going to be, I would, put, I would say he's a good value of winning rookie of the year this year on the offensive oh, wow. side of the ball. Um, and I mean, they still got that th- threat at tight end TJ Hawkinson now, and Kirk Cousins is a formidable quarterback. And that team, I mean, like I said, Detroit's going to be the only team I think that's going to give them a run. But, I mean, Detroit's also looking at uh, some off-the-field problems with their gambling issues the first couple weeks. They're going to have a couple suspensions. So, I mean, I think it's Minnesota's division. All right, Alex, who you got for the NFC North? North? Can't be still my thunder. I'm very upset, so I'm trying to change it on the fly now. But uh, <laughs> no, 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 go with your gut. No, it's okay no, if you agree. No, I, I think Minnesota. I, it's a bad division. I, I think it's a like the idea that Detroit's just going to take the next step. I don't know. People have been saying that about Detroit since you know the fucking nineteen seventy. It just never happens. But the uh, you know the Vikings are tough. You know, like watching. Uh, you know, the, the only thing about the Vikings is, like, I don't feel like they needed more help offensively. Their defense was so bad. I mean, if you remember how the playoffs ended, the Giants just scored it well on them. The Giants don't have, like, this incredible offense. You know, the Giants scored, I think, five touchdown drives in a playoff game. And, you know, you didn't really see the Vikings add much to that. But I just think the division's bad. I mean, you've got – the Packers we talked about, I hate the Bears. And the Bears are a train wreck. And then you've got Detroit. And, you know, I, I tend to agree that I think the Vikings will repeat based on their offensive firepower. It's the best off. I think the best position or the best unit in the division is the Minnesota offense. So, um, yeah, I'll take them to repeat probably. Um, you know, the, the thing about Detroit, you know, there's no such thing as being a good team in the NFL anymore that misses the playoffs. Like seven teams get in and the seven seeds are garbage. Like they, they were the eight seed last year just because they beat green Bay in that final game. Like the lions had a lot of do or die games in December. They lost last year. So I, I'm not really all in on them. They still don't have a quarterback. Um, no quarterback, no chance. So 
I think Minnesota repeats, um, and you could probably get a decent price on them because people uh, people are down on them, right? Yeah, I, I think uh, when it, when it comes to Minnesota, I, obviously there are rumors that they might be releasing Dalvin Cook and kind of starting fresh at the running back position. But that'd be good they, for them. He was he's washed. That'd, yeah, that'd I think be so better. Too. Yeah, so too. And um, they have some good depth there running back with that match behind him. But uh, I think um, they did bring in Brian Flores as defensive coordinator. And although they they didn't improve on the personnel side a lot, you know maybe it was mainly coaching. Maybe it was a schematic problem. They bring in Flores who is you know, more of a highly regarded defensive mind. Maybe it wasn't more of the personnel and it was just the coaching scheme that was putting them in bad positions. So I'm with you there. If they fix up the defense, they could be scary good because their defense was atrocious last year. Yeah, Um, I mean, it's weird that the first round comes and goes and they didn't get, like, a big corner or a big edge rusher. They did nothing. They loaded up on offense. Exactly. Like, like, and And I don't know if you watched the playoffs last year, but the offense wasn't exactly lacking. You know, like they pretty much no. did what they wanted. So, yeah, you got to wonder, you know, they're, if if they're just an offensive-minded organization with Kevin O'Connell, you know, at at, yep. at head coach, maybe he just thinks offense, offense, offense. But I mean, you saw in the playoffs, you know, defense wins championships too. You saw how good Philly's defense was, how good the Niners' oh, yeah. defense was, you know, and uh, Kansas City's defense stepped up too. Not not the Super Bowl, that was a high-scoring game, but you, you need to have solid balance on both sides of the ball. Um, all right, so we got the NFC North. Let me kind of just jump around from NFC, AFC. We'll go to the uh, the AFC North. Um, well, obviously, I'm going to pull this up right here. Obviously, you know, a lot of uh, storylines there with uh, Lamar Jackson finally signing his uh, long-term deal. We have, you know, the second year of Kenny Pickett. Is he going to have a sophomore slump? Is he going to continue to to improve with them winning nine games in his rookie year? Uh, Cleveland's a little bit of a wild card because, you know, Watson gets a full offseason in the scheme. He kind of came in in the middle of the year and just – he looks like a, a you know a deer in the headlights. So, uh, and then you have Cincinnati, who is you know strongly considered to be the class of the division. So, I think this is going to be a really competitive division. I think you could have two or three playoff teams in this division easily, um, if the rules allowed for it. All four you know teams could have made it as well. But um, I think Cincinnati. I think this is the year that they possibly get to the Super Bowl. So, I, I do have uh, the Bengals. Chevy? Yeah, we lost Chevy. Um, you're that... oh, What's that? Can you hear no, me? You, you cut out. Oh, I'm good. Sorry. Uh, I, there was a call. Uh, I think Pittsburgh and Cleveland are going to be improved. Uh, I think they'll kind of be in the wild card hunt. And I think Baltimore still has some question marks on defense. So uh, just give me Cincinnati to win this division. We'll uh, start with you, Alex. Who do you got for the AFC? Oh, I love Cincinnati this year. I mean, they, they added the big left tackle, which is exactly what they needed. Um, you know, I wish they made another first-round O-line pick in the, in the draft, uh, but I guess they figured since they made the big signing. I'll tell you, I really like Cincy. You know, Cincy, they were just a hair away from beating the Chiefs last year. They've been great for a while. I think, like, if you were to tell me who wins the Super Bowl in general, you know, I, I'd probably tell you the Bengals would be my pick this year. Um, but I love Cincy, but the division's great. You know, I mean, you've got the Ravens who are probably going to have a, a good effort, you know, even in week, uh, you know, in week 17 last year in the playoff game, like they were a tough, tough out, you know, even though, you know, they had me playing at quarterback. So you figure Lamar gets back. They've added a lot of firepower to that offense to help him. Um, the Steelers, you know, Tomlin never finishes under 500, right? So you just got to figure 
nine wins no matter what. Um, and then you have the um, the Browns, who, like you said, you know, if Watson's good, the Browns are going to be gross. But you know, that's a big if. But um, no, I, I'm going to go Bengals to win that one, and the Bengals, I think. I think when it's mid-February next year, I think the Bengals are going to be the team we're seeing on the podium. But what do you think, Camby? Uh, we're three for three on this one. It's going to be oh. the Bengals winning the North yeah. again. I mean, Burrow's got ice in his veins. He doesn't get rattled so, at all. He's he's unbelievable. Yeah. And I think I'm worried about the Ravens. I'm worried about Lamar becoming complacent now that he does have his contract. Yeah, um, I could see them faltering a little bit. Uh, it's hard to go against Tomlin. I think the Steelers are going to end up finishing second in that division. I think the Ravens are going to come in third. And I am not sold on Watson. I don't think he's – I think he's hot trash. I think <laughs> they're going to be about a five, maybe six-win team. Oh, wow. Dragging, dragging up the bottom of that division. You better jump on that over-under then, Campbell, because they have Cleveland at nine and a half. <laughs> With the uh, with the juice to the under at minus one fifty, so you might be onto something there. But just looking at the over under projections for this division, Cincinnati eleven and a half, Cleveland nine and a half. Um, we have Pittsburgh at eight and a half, and last this is fantastic. Uh, and Baltimore nine and a half. So I, this might be the best division in football next year. Really might be. I think we could all read it since now he's the class. Yes, and I do think if there is a team of the four that could implode and become a spectacular dumpster fire, it's definitely Baltimore because they've got the Odell thing going on. They've got a he's Lamar. Wasp. They're always a Lamar injury away from fiasco. He's wasp, but they didn't pay him like he's wasp. They paid him like $19 million, didn't they? Yep. I mean, they paid him a fortune. So, And then, you know – I love Lamar, but he is a guy who, you know, he twists his ankle and then for seven weeks you're screwed. So um, I think if there's a team that I would hit the under on out of those four, it would be Baltimore. But it's a great division. And and the Steelers, I like the idea of them finishing second. And, you know, they're going to – like I can see them splitting with the Bengals and winning their home game against them. Like they're just a good – they're a good franchise. And if Pickett improves and gets better, then, you know. We know how good they are when they have a quarterback. Yeah, um, and when they have a when they have a healthy TJ Watt too. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love. Uh, I love their draft this year too. Yep. Yeah, for sure. They're a team on the rise for sure. A lot of youth. You know, I, I'm. You know, you could argue the past decade that Pittsburgh was known as a you know a veteran team with a lot of older declining players, and they do a great job organizational wise of you know kind of. Uh, you know, starting from a rebuild, but getting some nice, talented youth. In there. That's exactly what they're doing. So I think Pittsburgh's going to be better next year. But um, they, we're definitely on consensus for uh, Cincinnati. Their defense, is, their defense is what carries them, and they only built up. I mean, I think they got a steal with Porter Jr. in the second round going to them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was considered yeah. to be a first-round pick, top 20 pick in some regards. Yeah. Um, let's head to the AFC East since we were talking about the Jets before. Um so we can kind of just briefly go over that division. Um, I have the Bills winning. I think the Jets are going to be in the contention for a wild card. At the very end, we could just pick two wild card teams for each conference. Uh, or no, three wild card teams, sorry. Um, but I have the Bills winning um, the AFC East. 
And uh, Alex will go to you while we try to get back. There he is. <laughs> I've got the. Uh, I like the. I like the Jets to win the AFC East. Wow. I think I oh I'm doing it, man. I'm doing. Listen, I I watched a lot of Jets sit next to Brian Campbell last year, and you know they were just they weren't even a good quarterback away. They were, they were like a 25th overall quarterback away from being in the playoffs. Like I cannot describe how bad their quarterback play was last year, and now you put in Aaron Rodgers and hopefully a an offensive minded unit, they can win games without him. Like they can win just defense running the ball. Like he's just it's really a good spot for him to be in. I was screaming for the Jets to do it, so no, I I like the Jets to win the division. I think the Bills. Um, look, I think the Bills were really good first half last year. I think the wheels came off a little bit second half. I think. You know, by the time they got to the playoffs, you know, people kind of expected them to get beat up, and uh, they lost to the to the Bengals, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, blown yeah. out, yeah, and, really bad. And we and we all expected that to happen, and they should have got they would have gotten killed in the Monday night game too. So, um, yeah, I just think the bang, I think the Bills feel like that team that had like a smaller window than people thought, and I think that window might be shutting. Like that would be my guess for them. Um, and the Patriots are always going to be good. Like you, you never discount them. They're always going to be 500 or nine wins. Um, I'm not a Mac Jones guy, um, but Bill Belichick's always going to keep him hovering around. And then, um, you know, Miami's – Miami actually is the, the weird one to figure out, you know, because Miami was a team who they look like gangbusters half the year, and the other half they look like the worst team you've ever seen. So uh, what do you think about Miami, Jet? Um, I think, you know, they had a lot of adversity last year with Tua getting hurt, obviously. I mean, their projected win totals at nine and a half. I mean, they're, they're over-under, so uh, Vegas expecting them to, you know, stay in contention. But I think they just overachieved last year. I think, you know, now that you know, teams have an offseason to look at McDaniel's scheme and, you know, figure Tua out a little bit more. Um, I mean, they, they have the offensive firepower, but I still have questions about their defense. I have questions about their coaching. I have questions about their quarterback to stay healthy. So I think they're going to, you know, I think they're the kind of team that'll be competitive in every game, but I, will they be able to win those close games? So they're a hard team to read. I agree with you. Um, would I be surprised if they were in contention to win the, win the division? No. Would I be surprised if they finished last in the division? So I don't have a good read on them at all, to be honest. What about you, Campbell? Um, I think the Bills are going to win the division again this year. Um, I think the Jets are going to come in second. A little worried about the Jets. I feel like one of the kind of undervalued issues that they're dealing with right now is Quinn Williams. He's a huge part of the defense. I mean, he pretty much controls that defensive front. And the fact that he's kind of unhappy with his position in contract talks right now. I mean, and that's that could... interesting. That's interesting, too, because Payne, Lawrence, and Williams are basically the same guy, right? And Payne and Lawrence got paid, and Williams didn't. But you would think the Jets know exactly where the number is going to be and what the contract's going to look like. So it's interesting that hasn't gotten done yet. Right. So that's got me a little worried on the Jets. I think if we can settle that, we'll be just fine. Um, But I still think Buffalo – I mean, Buffalo, I think, kind of – had a little bit of a setback losing Dable last year. 
Um, but I think they're going to write that ship again. And I mean, Josh Allen should be coming back fully healthy again. Like, I think he underplayed just how bad his elbow injury was last year when he got hurt against the Jets. Totally. And that really affected the second half of his season. But I'll tell you what, though. My man loves a red zone interception. Josh Allen loves (laughs) throwing red zone interceptions. And I don't see them improving their running game that much. You know, it's that's they've been like the hot rumor to get like a big running back every offseason and they never do. So they just don't believe in running the ball, I guess, in Buffalo. But I mean this idea that they're just that's what I mean. Like the idea that they're just gonna throw or him run their way in once they get to the red zone, it bit him in the ass a lot last year. You know, we'll see. I I think Dolphins are gonna be in contention. Uh, I I think they'll be a little less than what they were last year. I think uh, Mike McDaniel, uh, like the allure of him is fading. Um, yeah, I think I think everyone's kind of caught on to him now. And I mean, two is two is one feather falling on him from having to retire. You know, so <laughs> they don't really have anyone to back him up. But and I think Patriots. I mean, it's amazing. I, I mean, some say he paid, like Belichick has him in contention, but I feel like 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 the game's passed Belichick by a little bit now, and I think they're just going to be dragging up the rear again. Yeah, nobody's really talking about the Patriots. I know they did bring in. I think they're the only team in the league that are going to have two new uh, coordinators, but they brought in uh, Bill O'Brien the offensive coordinator, and did at they get they, rid of uh, Patricia? At least they got an offensive coordinator to be the – or an offensive guy to be the offensive coordinator this year. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, bro, way, okay. Did, did, um, did you guys hear who cost the Patriots two OTA practices this year? No. No. It was because a certain coach on the Patriots kept meetings four hours too long and there was a complaint to the players' union, so they lost two practices. That coach, Joe Judge, everybody. The oh, man, the man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> nope. No. Is he going to get fired? Uh, not on paper, no. But there's no motivation for the Pats to fire him because he's one of those guys who, like, the Patriots pay 50 grand and the Giants pay him 5 mil, you know? Right. He's one of those guys. So you don't fire that guy. You just kind of be like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> All right, let's go from AFC East to NFC East. So, I mean, this is going to be an interesting division. Obviously, we have the Eagles coming off of a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, Cowboys again make it to the, the divisional round and come up short again. Uh, the Washington, I'm going to call them the football team. Uh, yeah. be called. Uh, <laughs> and they might be with new with this new ownership. So we'll see if they go back to the football team. Um, but uh, you know, Washington obviously. They, they're very optimistic with Sam Howell, quarterback now, really good defense, good skill position players. Um, and then the Giants, you know, overachieved last year, right? We didn't expect them to make the playoffs. Well, I, I, I thought they were going to make the playoffs, but I, I expect a regression here a little bit. Um, you know, Daniel Jones gets the, the big contract, so um, does he kind of regress a little bit or does he keep regressing? I don't, I don't know. I think D-Bowl's, you know, the, uh, you know, the better coaches in the league. So we'll see. They made some good uh, moves on – defense and offensive line as well. Uh, so we'll see. It's going to be an interesting division. I think uh, man, I'm going to let you guys go around first. I'm gonna, I need to think about this a little bit. Did I see in our group chat that 
Washington's in danger of losing their commander's name again. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. There was a trademark yeah. issue. Yeah. <laughs> what is that franchise doing? <laughs> like, it's moving back to the Redskins. Not get anything right. I, <laughs> so I'm mean, saying that I'm they're I'm putting them dead last. That they can't do anything right. Like I don't have any faith in. Sam Howell leading that team to anywhere. Um, I mean, Philly, freaking Philly. Like the rich get richer on that. In, on that one, like, did anyone have a better draft than Philly this year? Like, <laughs> that team is going to be insane. I, I could see that team running away with the NFC. The NFC is so weak, and they're about the only team that you can say has any chance. Dallas, I mean, I like to pick up a Brandon Cooks this year. Um, I'm a little worried that their offense is going to become a little too one-dimensional, um, losing Zeke and just relying on Tony Pollard back there. Um, so I, I could see that offense going more into a, a heavy passing style offense, uh, which worries me a little bit because, you know, Dak's prone to – turnovers when the game is, like, relied on his hands. Um, and then the Giants, Giants, I feel like overachieve, I feel like they're going to fall back to earth this year, be about a 7-8 win team this year. So, I mean, I think you got Philly about five pedestals higher than the rest of that division right now. Okay. Alex, what you got? I think I think the Eagles draft and how it played out is eyewash. I don't think it's real. Nobody want the guy they got at ten, who everyone's saying, "Oh, what a steal!" That guy is a fucking disaster. Like, are you following what's going on with that guy? Like, he killed his teammates, didn't he? And then, you know, the, it's already reports out of Philly that like he's arguing with guys in the locker room and all that. I mean, he's just a fucking disaster. So I don't know if that's gonna work. I think the Eagles lost a lot of you know before the draft. The theme of the Eagles was that the butcher's bill came due, and they lost Hargrave, and they lost um, Carter Johnson. Yeah, yeah, they lost Johnson. They, I mean, I think they lost two players at every level of the defense. I believe that happened, right? Like they lost two starters at each level. So, um, you know, I, I just think what the draft happened, and everyone was just right back to like, oh, the Eagles are. How did, let me tell you something. If a pass rusher goes 32 overall, a pass rusher goes 32 overall, he's not that good. There's reasons 31 te- – any team wants a pass rusher. Every team passed on him. I wouldn't get too excited. But, um, you know, they might still win the division. But I, I do kind of think Dallas is, like, right on their heels. And I don't think it's automatic because – you know, of all the quarterbacks in the NFC East, the Dallas has the one who I, I, I can rely on to not get hurt in this time. I know he did last year, ironically. But the way Hurts plays, the way Daniel Jones plays, like who's most likely to play 17 games? I'd probably say Dak. So I think – and, you know, Dallas – normally when Dallas has off seasons like this one, which is like under the radar and just kind of not that much paid attention to, that's when they have their better regular seasons, I feel like. So I, I could see Dallas really having a nice year this year. Um, and for the Giants, you know, I think they'll be a better team, but they might have a worse record just because they won so many close games. 
last year. Um, but look, they added Darren Waller, they added Paris Campbell, they added a million receivers. Um, for all the talk about the Eagles draft, the Giants got just as much laudits for the draft they had, getting the corner and uh, Hyatt from Tennessee in the center. So I think the Giants would be a better team. I think when the when this year ends, you'll be like, hey, in 2024, the Giants can really hang with anybody. I think that'll be the theme of the Giants season. Um, I, I I think it's really a coin flip, though, between the Eagles and Cowboys this year. Like, I think the Eagles aren't going to be as dominant as they were. You know, and they lost Miles Sanders, too, right? They did, yeah. He went to uh, Buffalo, yeah, so, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, they lost starters everywhere. So, um, you know, I could just see them coming back down to earth a little bit. So, what do you think, Chet? We've had all this time. Well, no, I, I, I'm with you. I, th- I think Dallas is going to win this division. Uh, I all homers I, yeah, on the like side. They'll hang with them. I, I, I guess I didn't make an official pick. I'll say Dallas. Fuck it. I, feel, I feel like, though, the Eagles upgraded at running back. Losing Sanders. <laughs> Who'd they get? DeAndre Swift. No, oh, come on. DeAndre got to stay healthy. Nothing. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a good player. But I, I like what I, I like what Dallas did on the uh, defensive line because their run defense is really leaky last year. Bringing in uh, Mozzie Smith from Michigan, I think he's going to be a really good player for them. Uh, their defense is going to be you know just as good, if not better, from last year and. If they stay healthy on the offensive line, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. That's the key of the offensive line because they didn't really draft anybody in the early rounds where you know, a lot of uh, beat writers thought that was going to happen, that drafting a tackle or a guard. Uh, so they're bringing Tyron Smith back, you know, with uh, his injury history. You can't depend on him to start 17, 18 games. Um, it comes down to, you know, obviously the, the big move that Dallas made, you could argue the biggest move they made was, you know, Obviously, you know, firing Kellen Moore, letting him go, and then Mike McCarthy's going to be the call, uh, play caller with uh, Brian Schottenheimer going to be the offensive coordinator. Just He's not going to call plays, but he's going to do the game planning during the week. But that McCarthy-Dak relationship is going to be the key of the season. They, they upgraded at receiver. They botched that last year with uh, bringing Gallup back too quickly and letting Amari Cooper go. Uh, so now you have Cooks, you know, another year for Gallup to get healthier. And obviously, you know, C.D. Lamb in a big contract year. Um, I, I like Dallas this year. I really do. I think Philly had a very easy schedule last year. Uh, they had a very easy road to the Super Bowl, you know, with them playing the Giants, who were coming off their first playoff win, I think, since what year was it, Alex? Since the uh, 2011. The 2011, right. And then they played, you know, the fourth string quarterback in the 49ers. So, you know, I think Philly, they're going to make playoffs. I think Dallas wins the division. I think Philly's definitely the, the first wild card team. Um, so I got Dallas here. Uh, any thoughts before we go on to the next division? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say, I forgot to mention, the worst thing about the Giants last year was their run defense. And I remember screaming about that here last December. We're like, how can you like the Giants when they can't stop the run? They had a great offseason for that. They got a Kurike. They got Sean Robinson. They got a, the great D tackle from the Bucks, who's just an unstopping specialist. And the Bucks would feel like it's been stopping the run forever. So the Giants should be better defensively this year, but um, like I said, I think the theme of the Giants would be, man, they have a better team and we're not winning as much. So it might be a frustrating year for the Giants, but we'll see. We'll see. We're going to find out week one, obviously, with uh, you know Dallas going on the road uh, against New York on Sunday night. So, that so that's a, a, yeah, that's a good. Up. And I'll tell you what, like, you know, I think the Giants got to win that game. There's pressure on them. You know, that's a home game. We've never beaten Dak Prescott. Ever. Ever. Did you know that, Chet? 
I didn't. I thought it was like one loss that they had. Nope. I didn't know. The Giants. Yeah. The Giants have never beaten Dak Prescott once. Oh, how was so, that possible? Yeah. So <laughs> you know they got to They got to do it. And I think the Cowboys. Um, they're going to get better as the year goes on. But normally in week one, you can kind of get them. Like I feel like the Cowboys lose week one every year the last two years. So the Giants got to win that game. If they lose that game, they could have a really bad start. So we'll see how it all goes. We'll see. Campbell, any thoughts before we go into the AFC South? No. No. <laughs> He's all in on Philly. I love it. Um, all right, AFC South. So I, I think we would all agree, although we could maybe get a, a surprise in here with uh, um, some key rookie quarterbacks in this division. But uh, I got Jacksonville Wood in this division. Uh, I think they had a really, really good year last year. Um, they're definitely a team on the rise. Good coaching, great quarterback. Um, they didn't really do a lot. I wouldn't say they had a great draft, but I think if they can kind of build off what they did last year, I think they'll definitely be in contention. Um, won nine games last year uh, after that debacle with Urban Meyer. So I think, you know, weak division, they're going to win by default. Um, are they going to make it to the, the AFC divisional round or anything? Probably not, but who knows? They did it They did it last year. So um, I don't think there's a conference championship game in their future this year, but they might be one or two years away if they can get better on defense and maybe uh, make some upgrades at receiver. Uh, Tennessee, I mean, a lot of people are down on Tennessee this year, but somehow they kind of squeak out, you know, seven, eight wins um, without people even noticing it. So I, th- I think Tennessee is going to be a team that will be in a lot of close games because of their defense, because of, you know, Derrick Henry. But um, I can't see them winning the division. And then Indy and Houston, obviously, they're in full rebuild mode. Um, you know, maybe they'll squeak out a few nail biters and surprise wins at the end of the year. But can't, can't see them doing much this year. So, got Jacksonville. Um, whoever wants to go first, who do you got for the AFC South? I got, I got Tennessee. I think Whoa. Tennessee is going to come back and show that they are the class of the AFC South. Look at that. Um, Love that. I think they recognized their failures with Malik Willis last year. Quick to Quick to Put the axe to him. I mean, they're going to return. Uh, they got who? They got the guy from Tennessee now. Um, the rookie from Tennessee now. And is that who, is that who they drafted? Who are we talking about? The Titans. Yeah. Which rookie quarterback they get now? Um. Uh, oh, they got um. Will 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 uh, Levis, right? Oh, Levis, Kentucky yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 So they got him. And I mean, I think he's got an arm. I think he can make some plays. I think I don't think he'll play right away, though. I mean, I think um, they'll go with the experience first. And I think with a healthy um, Derrick Henry coming back, I mean, he should be able to handle the load of the offense again. Um, I mean, and I can't. I their coaching is right up there with Jaguars coaching. Um, I think the Jaguars are definitely going to be in contention again. Uh, I think it's going to be a close two-team race between them. Houston, I can see being an improved team, and I just think Indy's going to kind of be the dredges of the division this year. So I think Indy's going to be your last-place team. Okay. Alex, take it away. I really like the Jags. Uh, I mean, look, two years ago, 
I like Trevor Lawrence. You know, when the Jaguars were terrible and the Urban Meyer thing happened, Lawrence played every snap, every game. He never came out. He took all the hits. He did everything. He tried to get better. Last year, you know, he got better every single week. I mean, I remember in November I was saying, you know, this guy is just playing better and better and better. And by the end of the year, I mean, he was – I mean, you know, he, he beat Herbert in Herbert's backyard, right? No, no, wait, was that in Jacksonville? That was in Jacksonville, right? It was in Jacksonville, yeah. It was Jacksonville, in Jacksonville, yeah. but still, he, he beat a team that many people would say was better. Not um, like beat him, but came back from like 24 down. Yeah, yeah, it was really an incredible game. And, you know, he, he has the potential now. If he takes the year three leap that some quarterbacks do, he could really – he could really – show out. So of all the teams in that division, I think the Jags are the only one with a with a pulse really. Um I mean look Levis or whoever it is, you know, no quarterback, no chance. And the Titans have to prove to me they have a quarterback. So until then I wouldn't really buy into them. Um you know the Titans um they hung tough in the final week of the year. I know it was a divisional game for the Jags to even get in. But um I, I, I would trust the Jags to be better this year, and I don't really see why the Titans would be better. So, figure the Jags will win the division. Um, Indy, it'll be interesting with the Eagles coach running that offense with AR-15. And then, um, you know, Houston's going to be an abomination. So, that's kind of where it's all at. Okay. Yeah, it might be, again, the worst uh, division in the NFL next year. But um, yeah. we could go to the next division, which might give them a running – that title, the eight, uh, the NFC South, uh, where we have uh, quarterbacks of uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Derek Carr, uh, Desmond Ritter, and C.J. Stroud. So there we go. There, there are your quarterbacks of the NFC South. Uh, this is a really tough division to predict. Uh, the bookmakers have the Saints with the best over/under odds, so they're banking on Derek Carr coming in and you know making a quick turnaround question is how much of an upgrade is Derek Carr over guys like Andy Dalton I don't know um, <laughs> you know what I mean and obviously Carolina is in full rebuild mode but they have a good defense I think you know there's some serious questions of quarterback I heard that uh Stroud's already getting his his passes batted down at the line you know so we could have a uh, four minutes of Moody and Carolina four foot ten yeah. So what's he getting tonight? The broomsticks? The linemen don't try in these things. The broomsticks are stopping them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, then you have Baker Mayfield in uh, Tampa. Obviously, uh, you know the the, the Baker Mayfield uh, Todd Bowles combo doesn't exactly get me excited. Uh, no. <laughs> they still have a good defense, right? They still have good speed on defense. But I think a team that nobody's really talking about is Atlanta. I think. Uh, Atlanta, I know they still have a lot of questions on defense, but they did make some upgrades in the offseason. And obviously, you know, Ritter is a big question mark at quarterback. But Atlanta has one of the easiest schedules in the league. Um, they are projected to win. Uh, they're over under, uh, over under totals at eight and a half. And uh, they're projected to win around eight games. But the question is, does eight games win you that division? It might. It last year. Right? So I got Atlanta to win this division. Um, I think Ritter is – he can't be worse than last year. You know, you give him a full offseason. Um, so, I, I have Atlanta just winning this division by default. Do I feel great about it? No. Um, uh, I'm not a believer in Baker Mayfield. I think that was kind of an aberration what he did with the Rams at the end of the year. They just had a really easy schedule. Um, so, give me Atlanta, and um, I'll take of you guys. I know somebody's going to take the thing. 
We're going two for two. Atlanta's going to be the team this year that goes from worst to first. Whoa, all right. It happens every year. This year it's going to be Atlanta. I mean, they got B. John Robinson. I mean, I said earlier Jordan Essens, the value for rookie of the year. B. John Robinson is that dude. Uh, he's going to open things up for Kyle Pitts to start to see some single coverage against the backers and prove why he was a first-round pick couple of years ago. Jake London's only going to improve. I mean, they're starting to build that defense up. Uh, AJ Terrell, freaking great cornerback. I mean, yeah, that team point. is on the up and up. And that team is going to turn things around. I mean, they were only one game out of first place last year. It's, I mean, it's not hard to think they couldn't take that leap and jump into first place this year. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, I think the Saints will probably follow, fall, uh, follow them in the division and then round it out with Tampa and uh, Carolina coming up in the rear. I just I think Bryce Young that dude. I mean, guy's too small I think, in my opinion, to play quarterback um, at an elite level that Carolina's going to need. Okay, all, all great points. Uh, Alex, do you got you going to make it a three-peat? No, no, I hate Atlanta. They suck. <laughs> Here come the Saints. And the Saints. You ever hear my cousin Vinny when Joe Pesci says everything that guy just said is pure bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, Kyle Pitts is terrible. He's a bad yeah, That's a bust <laughs> of a pick. He stinks. He stinks. The um, look Robinson's good, you know. Has the O line there? We'll see. Don't trust the quarterback at all. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick and roll the dice with the sleeper pick. No, I'm just kidding. The New Orleans Saints. I like the Saints to win uh the division. I think they got the best defense, and I think having the best defense is pretty much all you're gonna need. So um, yeah, it's my pick. Look, the Saints hung tough against teams last year. Um. That's it. It's a horrible division. The less said about it, the better. There's no good football in it. Most of the coaches will be fired after this year. And uh, most of the teams will be, you know, in the top. It, the three teams that don't make the playoffs in the NFC South next year will probably be like the uh, NFC East was a couple years ago, picking 9, 10, and 11 in the draft. So, <laughs> you know, terrible division. Um, but I'm not a Falcon guy at all. I mean, Pitts is a bad player. Drake London played really bad most of the year last year. Um, you know, Ritter's not really a guy to me. So, no, I, I'm just going on Saints because I think they have a bit more of a structure in place you can depend on compared to the other three. So, Saints it is. Okay. All right. So, uh, we were close to a three-peat there. The only one we have so far is Cincinnati. But, um, you know, we, we got the AFC and NFC South out of the way. So why don't we go to the – let's go to the NFC. No, we'll go to AFC. So we'll go to AFC West. Um, interesting division here. Um, we're going to start with, obviously, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Um, you know, what can I say? I mean, Andy Reid, uh, right off the bat, they have a tough matchup against Detroit. But uh, one of the tougher schedules in the league this year, uh, just based on strength of schedule. Um, but they're always going to be in contention for a title. So, um, obviously, they are the class of the division. I think Denver is going to be better this year. I mean, how can you not be better after that fiasco with that 
uh, horrible head coaching hire with Hack. So um, are they a little bit overvalued because of Sean Payton coming in? Yeah, I think Payton kind of overextended his welcome in, the, in New Orleans for a little bit, but obviously he's going to be a major upgrade over Hack. And they still really good defense and good position players. So um, Chargers, I mean, they're kind of the darlings every year. We think they're gonna. this is going to be the year they take the next step. Um, and I do like, you know, what they did on defense in the offseason, but they have Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. And that is solely enough not to the Chargers to win the division. So uh, <laughs> I'll go with the uh, Chiefs to win the division. I think uh, I think Denver is going to be in contention for a wild card spot. But uh, give me the Chiefs. I think. You know. um, I think the Chiefs are a class above the rest of that division still. I mean, Andy Reid is proving time and time again that he's going to have whatever team has ready to make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, I do I do think the Chargers are still going to be kind of uh, on the up and up, too. I think they're going to be um, content for a semi-deep playoff run as well. Uh, I'm not as big on the Broncos as you are. I think Russell Wilson is done. I think he is way uh, past his prime. He's pretty ass now. Um, and the Raiders, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's pretty ass now. Um, but they do have the defense that will keep them at least in third in that division because the Raiders are a train wreck. I mean, you got Devontae Adams unhappy there. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's hiding broken foots. I mean, Josh McDaniels has no control over that team. Like, that team is just a dumpster fire. All right, can't, can't disagree with that. I think I think Vegas is going to be one of the worst teams in the league next year. I think Josh McDaniels is bottom five head coach in the history of the NFL. Uh, that guy is <laughs> terrible, horrible, and the, the, their defense is one of the worst. I think it's a joke that that Vegas is only a three three and a half point dog at Denver. I mean that that, that line should be close to a touchdown. They are going to be atrocious next year. Yeah. So uh, I don't get that, but uh, Alex, uh, who you got for this division? Well, the Chiefs are the class of all of football, so I would say the Chiefs. You go, you go with them right off the jump. Um, you know, Broncos or Chargers. You know, I'm just not. I'm not a Herbert guy. Never been. Don't believe in them at all. Uh, so I could see the Broncos maybe pushing for second, but I'll probably pick the Chief, uh, the Chargers. Just barely finished second in the division. Broncos third just because I'm not – there is a shot that Russ is just cooked. Um, and I'm <laughs> with you on the Raiders. Look, the Raiders, you know, it's weird. Like, McDaniels runs a tight end heavy offense. Why did he trade Waller away? You know, it seems like a weird thing to do. Um, yeah, Jimmy G and you – know, they, they're going to be pretty bad. They're going to be pretty bad. I, I think – and what are the odds, like, Devontae Adams is still on that team week 10? Like, I can see him being moved week I mean, four we or know, five when they get off to a bad start. So We know why he traded Waller away. Because Waller didn't invite him to the wedding. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so like, what are we doing? So, yeah, with you there. But, I mean, to me, the AFC West, it's it's the battle for second, right? Like, the Chiefs have the best player in football. I mean, two of them. You know, I mean, as long as Mahomes and Kelsey are there, no one else is in that division. And, um... You know, and the, the Chiefs underratedly, you know, had a really good rookie class of players last year who are now going to be second-year players. So, 
Stick with the Chiefs, and then I, I guess I'll go Chargers, but the Broncos are a sleeper to finish second. Would be my take okay. on that division. That's fair. Let's um let's head to a division that's interesting, uh, just because you know, obviously there are a lot of question marks at quarterback for the Niners right now. Uh, we don't know um, if uh, Purdy's going to be ready for week one, obviously with the UCL tear, very serious injury. Um, <clears throat> and then we have you know Trey Lance, who is a question mark in itself with his ability to say – healthy the past few years. Um, and then Seattle, who is, you know, regarded as a team that definitely overachieved last year, but had a really good offseason, had a really good draft. Um, but you have Geno Smith coming back, you know, after that contract extension where, yes, it's an extension, but it's pretty much a one- or two-year deal where he, he could be cut after this year or the year after that. So um, Ram, Rams seem to, be, uh, seem to be a team in full rebuild mode. Uh, but not a lot of teams are talking about them, you know, because they are getting healthy. They're getting Donald back, Stafford, Cup. Those guys were not playing at the end of the year. You know, so I, I think the Rams are kind of a sneaky team that not many people are talking about, um, but I don't expect them to win the division. And then Arizona, I, mean, I don't even know where to start with, you know, especially yeah. with what happened today. They just released their best player. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, or you could argue, but, you know, obviously Murray, with Murray being out, he's not yeah. going to be back until midseason. Uh, won't really matter. So Arizona might win one or two games next year, to be honest. So um, it's going to be, you know, the Niners or the Seahawks. But um, I'll take the Niners to win this division by default just because of how good their defense is and their, their offensive line is. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as much of a runaway as it was last year. You know, they won that division by four games. So um, I think the Niners probably win this division at 10 wins, maybe 11. Because um, I think Seattle is going to – Will cause some some damage as well. So, give me the Niners to win, but I'm not very confident. But Alex, let's go to you. You know, I know there's a lot of questions about when Brock Purdy is going to be ready, right? Not the start of the year, right? That's pretty right. Set in stone. Yeah, they they don't know. I mean, it's a serious injury. I I don't. I think that that's why that line. I mean, they're playing Pittsburgh week one, and uh, yeah. not the Niners are laying three. I mean, a light three yeah, at Pittsburgh. You know, Niners just coming off an NFC championship appearance, and they're only laying laying field goal. So I think that line is pretty much Vegas telling you they don't know who's going to be the quarterback week one yet. Yeah. Um, if they get if they get word that Purdy is going to be ready, it probably gets to the hook. You know, maybe four. But yeah. I, I don't think I don't think anybody knows right now. You know, the Rams just seem so like old in the teeth. You know, like to pick them. Especially when they had, they just had to go a year without a draft class, you know. So they're all second-year guys. They don't have developing. I'd probably still go Niners. I'll still go Niners. I would. Like they still hung tough with the Eagles without a quarterback for three quarters in that game last year. Um, so I'll go them. And then, uh, you know, I think Gino's gonna have like a collapse. What do you think about Gino? You think he's gonna come back to Earth? I think so. Campbell, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think so, but at the same time, like, you look it's a at good Seattle. It's a good skill you, position. You look at Seattle, like, they've had one losing season over the last 10 years. Mm. Like, yeah. Pete Carroll. Pete underrated. Yep. Yeah. Um, somehow, somehow they're always in contention at the end of the year, even last year. I mean, nobody expected. I mean, they were over under last year was what? Five and a half, six games? You know, and they shattered yeah. that, so. Yeah, I hear you. So, so Campbell, I mean, who do you got for this division? So for me, I mean, 
I think it's the Niners without a doubt. Uh, I'm not even worried about Purdy. I don't even know if he is a necessary part of that offense. I mean, basically, I feel like as long as they have someone who can play quarterback, they are a viable threat. I mean, the only reason they didn't have a chance against the Eagles last year is because they had freaking McCaffrey playing quarterback. I was going to say, anybody but Christian McCaffrey, I think they have a chance. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I mean, that's a good point about the Niners. You know, I forgot they, uh, you know, they've got McCaffrey the whole season this year. You know, once they got him, that offense was tough. I mean, I I understand, like, it was impressive what Brock Purdy did. But at the same time, like, we're talking about a guy who was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft uh, yeah. just last year. Like, you're telling me that we can't just input generic quarterback A and kind of get the same um, that Purdy gave. I mean, it's not like he's Tom Brady. Like, yeah. I True. feel like... I, I, the Niners believe in their scheme and Kyle Shanahan yes. does a really good job. Yeah. So, I feel like regardless of who's playing quarterback, that team is going to kind of run the NFC West. I do believe the Rams are going to have a bounce back uh, year a little bit. I don't think they're going to contend for the division at all, but I think they can definitely contend for the wild card. I think we saw last year at the start of the season before all the injuries started to kick in, just kind of how much the Rams offense missed uh, a secondary weapon to Cooper Cup. And I don't know if they have that secondary weapon yet. Um, That's kind of yet to be proven. If we if they can find a second weapon to let Cup kind of do his thing, I think Stafford still has the skill set to be able to kind of drive that team to a wild card spot in the playoffs. I do think Seattle is going to uh, contend for a wild card spot too, but I do think that they are also kind of going to be a little back down to earth too. Um, so I think that um, I mean, as I mentioned before. Carroll always has that team to play, so I think they're going to be kind of hovering around that nine mark as well. And then, I mean, Arizona. Arizona's going to be fighting for that number one pick next year. So I think it's going to be uh, kind of like, as you guys said, a t- again, in that division. Okay, that's fair. Um, well, that wraps up all the division projections for us, so we'll kind of keep tabs on those. Uh, obviously, we have Solid three months before the start of the regular season. Um, man, it was good football in May. Uh, so we could um, uh, go through our wild card predictions for the AFC and the NFC. Um, I'll just kind of start with my NFC ones, and then we'll we'll go NFC for all of us, and we'll circle back and I'll start with AFC. So um, for NFC, I have uh, Eagles, Lions, and Seahawks as my NFC wild card teams. Let's start with you, Campbell. Who you got for NFC wild card? All right, so NFC, let's see. I got the Lions. I've got the Cowboys. And I'm going to go with the Rams. Oh, interesting. I like it, though. I know Alex is looking up and down his board right now trying to figure this out. Not at all. No. <laughs> He's ready. I love it. What you got? Wild card, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to go with the Giants. Because why not? And I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Lions. 
going to go with the loins. I'm going to say the Seahawks miss it this year. I think Gino's going to regress. And that is my pick there. Then in, are we doing AFC now too? Uh, yes. Um, either you can start with AFC or I was going to trickle back and do it. But, yeah, if you want to do AFC, go ahead and do it. Yeah. AFC, my wild card picks, I'm going to say the Chargers. I'm going to say the Bills. And I'm going to say Stillers. Stillers are going to make it. Okay. Stillers. Campbell, what you got? I'm going with the Jets. I'm going with the – Jaguars, and I'm going with. I like the Steelers, but I'm going with the Chargers. Okay, yeah, it's tempting to decide between the Chargers and one of those AFC North teams, but like those AFC North teams might just beat up on each other, you know. That's, that's kind of where what I'm feeling. Yeah, where opposed to the you know the Chargers get to play the the Raiders twice a year. And uh, they'll probably split with Denver, but um, but it's so tough to pick one team from the AFC North to make the playoffs. I think all four of those teams are solid. Um, really decided between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll go with Pittsburgh. I'm gonna go with the the Jets. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh, and I'm gonna go with Denver. I think I think Denver is gonna make the playoffs. So. We put all those down. We don't have to make any conference title predictions or Super Bowl. I think it's way too close for that, but we could definitely talk about that, you know, as we get into That's August and September. Yeah, we definitely talk about the lines. Um, do you guys know the lines? Do you want me to, you know, kind of have you guess the lines, or how do you want to do this? I'm totally open for anything. I haven't seen the lines yet, no. I haven't either. I want to play guess the line. Okay. All right, so we're going to go uh, Thursday then, Detroit to Kansas City. Right, so opening opening week, opening game, people champs playing against the up and coming uh, young Lions team. Uh, first, guess the line, and then give me your pick. I will guess the line. Chiefs minus six, and I will take that's the Chiefs. That's what I was going to say. Six also. Okay, so you pick six, and then what's your what's Chiefs your feel to, in the game? Chiefs to demolish them. Okay. Yeah, I'm with that too. I would take the Chiefs minus six there. All right. Well, you're you're close. I mean, I mean, it's a key number, but it's at seven. A consensus. There's one six and a half out there. So, I'm with you. I think Kansas City is a great teaser option. I, I don't know if I could lay the points there, but I think, I think the public is going to be on Detroit like crazy because the last time they saw Detroit, they saw them kicking out Green Bay for the playoffs. So, yeah. um, I think Kansas City's a Great buy low option there. Although Kansas City has had issues covering the spread as big, big favorites. Uh, but that's usually when they're double digit favorites. So I, I could see them covering the number here. Um, do you want me to go through each game week one or just like the key matchups? Key matchups. Okay. Um, I'm going to go through lines that maybe would give you some hesitation. All right, let's go to Cincinnati at Cleveland. That's, that's a big opening divisional weekend game. Um, so we got Cincinnati at Cleveland. Uh, Campbell, start with you. Give me the line and then give me your pick. I feel like Vegas kind of overvalues Cleveland. Uh, and Cleveland's at home. So I would say Cincinnati's probably minus five. Um, 
I mean, I would put that game more about 12 in my opinion. I think Cincinnati's going to blow them out. I think it's going to be oh, a minus, touchdown game. Minus 12. It's Cincy Cleveland. Oh, my I, God. I, they're I, not playing the Jaguars since, when it was uh, – they were since, well, they were since defeated. He's gonna, since he's going to cover twenty in that, let's take the O seven Lions, man. What, what are you talking about here? Uh, <laughs> all right, so you obviously have Cincinnati covering that number. All right, so you added it at five. You said uh, Alex, yeah. got? Uh, probably. I, I think I think Bengals laying three, maybe th- maybe three and a half. I don't think it'll be more than that though. That's all right, what's your low. prediction? It's a division road game. You got them it's covering that number, Alex? Uh, yeah, I would go Cincy to cover that number. We got we got Cincinnati minus. Here it is. You were close, Kevin. You said twelve and a half. Just take that one out, and you get two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you were close. It's a division road game. What the hell is Kevin talking about? This guy twelve and a half. <laughs> you what, what are they playing the? Uh... I guess. I guess the 08 Lions when they went 0 and 16. I know. I guess. I guess Camby's betting the Bengals that day. I, 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 he loves Cleveland. Cleveland's going to be a five six one team this year. What was my pick? Three and a half. I was close. Three, three and a half. Yeah, you said three. Yeah. Um, let's just go through this game. Although it's not, a, it's not an enticing matchup, but I, I, I want it interesting to hear what spread's going to be. Uh, Tampa Bay at Minnesota. Cam, we'll start with you. Tampa Bay at Minnesota. I would say Minnesota is probably uh, mm, I would say probably eight point favorite. Yeah, and you have been covering that number. Is it a night game? <laughs> no, it's not Kirk Cousins' prime time. It's one o'clock where he arrives. Um. Then no, I have Tampa covering. Uh, I'm. I think Baker's going to kind of show a little something-something. Keep that game close. Okay. So you got Minnesota to win, Tampa to cover. Alex, what do you got? Did you say the line yet? I'm sorry. No. You did not. I think Minnesota is probably laying – it's at Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's Minnesota laying like six would be my guess. Right, do, you have probably, them, do you have them covering or no? No, I'd probably take them to win closer. So I'd probably take the Bucks plus that points. That Alex, mystery I wanna, points better, just say. I want to ask you this, Alex. Are you a secret bookmaker in Vegas? Did I get it right? It's six and a half. Six and a half. You're close. Ah, yeah. nah. That's pretty good. But this is healthy because that that's Campbell's line, right? So I, it's yeah. good to set your own lines before you look at the numbers and you yeah. you see if there's value there. So yeah, everybody has their own know. line. Yeah, so then Camby knows when he says it's Bengals laying 12 and a half and it's two and a half, he probably wants the best Cincinnati. <laughs> That's like, 10 points of value right there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> This is an interesting one because this, this kind of goes back to what uh, Campbell was saying with the Titans. I know he has them winning that uh, division. Uh, Tennessee at New Orleans. I'm sorry, you, start with you, Alex. Tennessee at New Orleans. Ugh. I don't think this would be more than just your basic home team I'd just say Saints laying three, maybe. They both seem like they're in the same spot as the franchise. So I'll just go Saints laying three, maybe under. 
Maybe Saints laying two and a half. I'll Ooh. go two and a half. Okay. Then who do you have in the game? You have them covering or no? I would probably take them to cover, yeah. Okay. Can be. Uh, I I think it's actually – the spread's going to be a little closer than that. I think it's uh, going to be a one-point spread for the Saints as a favorite. Wow. And I'm going to take Tennessee to win outright. Okay. I, I like your thinking of Tennessee winning that game outright. I think the Saints do not deserve, deserve to be laying this number because it's at three and a half. Oh, okay. I I thought it would just be the very generic – like normally when two teams are kind of the same, the home team just gets minus three, so why not just say that? But I went two and a half because I figured Tennessee might get a little more respect than that. But three and a half, okay. That tells you a lot about what Vegas thinks of Tennessee as a whole. And this is usually the position where they usually thrive. You know, Vrabel is a dog. He's kind of like Mike Tomlin is a dog. You know, he usually has a pretty, uh, pretty good record there. Like, Tennessee beating teams with average quarterbacks is, like, how they inflate their record every year. So, right. for them to think they're going to lose that game tells you a lot about where they think Tennessee is going to be this year. Yeah, and I, I, Tennessee had a lot of injuries last year, so I think they're going to be fully healthy. Obviously, you know, preseason has to take place, but, you know, teams have been more conservative in the preseason these past few years, but they're being only three games. Well, yeah, there's no yeah. preseason anymore, really. Pretty much, yeah. So I, I love Tennessee in this spot. I, I love them to win outright. So I'm with you, uh, Campbell. Uh, but all right, let's go to uh, – we talked about San Fran and Pittsburgh. We already know that line's three. I kind of gave that away. But um, we'll go to – let's go to Green Bay at Chicago. I'll go to you first off. Oh, fuck. Why did you give me this game for? Tough uh, game, right? A tough game to even know what a spread would be. I mean, I, I mean – if you go off where the team finished, the Bears finished the year last year, the were probably the worst team in football. And they didn't they lose like their last eleven? Yeah, their last and 10? they're doing four and twelve here. Four and twelve. Yeah, so, so I mean, in December, I mean, they were as bad as the Giants were to end twenty twenty one. But Jordan loves such a man. Like you kind of want to say the Packers should be favored, but I don't know if they would do that with the quarterback. I'm gonna go like. I'm just. Uh, I may be way off. I'm gonna go Packers minus one. I'm going Bears minus two and a half. Okay, what is that one, Chet? Campbell, you hit it on the dot. Alex, I think your line is correct. Okay. That's what I. I I I think this line is way off. I mean, obviously, I mean, Campbell, you like two and a half, so you obviously, you know. There's no real value there because the line's at two and a half. But yeah. what has Chicago done? This is a huge overreaction to Jordan Love. Exactly. Yeah. Like the Bears I, already, I, already bet, I already bet this game. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I've agreed like, made a teaser. Like it's Memorial Day. <laughs> <laughs> I tease Green Bay. I got to pay the half. Uh, I actually like the Bears at minus two and a half. There. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, I, I only see this line going one way, and that's towards Green Bay because let's say Jordan Love comes out in the preseason. They're probably going to play him in the preseason a good amount because he hasn't had a lot of game experience. Yeah. So if he plays well, I mean, this line's going to go down probably to, you know, minus one and a half, minus one, you know, and then you're getting a little bit uh, eerie in that teaser range. So. Um, but uh, interesting. Um, but and we talked about Vegas and Denver already. I kind of gave that away. Denver's laying three and a half. I think that should be closer to six. Six and a half. I think Vegas approaches. That I already bet Denver. Um, 
<laughs> I bought I bought I bought the hook though, so I bought it down to two and a half. Um, I'm okay. a degenerate. Um, all right, so let's go to. Yeah, we have a hotline for you, buddy. <laughs> uh, I didn't put ten grand on it. Don't worry. Uh, we got no. Philly and New England. Let's go, start with you, Campbell. Campbell. Is the big hurt there? Campbell, we got Campbell. I don't know. Do we lose him? He's here. All right, well, we'll start with you, Alex. We got Philly at New England. Interesting and tough game to handicap here. Philly at New England? Mm-hmm. I would have to figure. You, you know Philly's favorite. I mean, probably Are a they? little more than a field goal. I'll go well, – well, that I don't know. <laughs> I, I, would go, I would go Philly minus four. Maybe three and a half. I'll go four. Philly minus four in that game. Okay. Campbell, you with us? I wonder how yeah, often. Yeah, I'm back. Cool. Uh, we're, we're going over Philly and New England. Alex had four, four and a half somewhere on there. Philly at got? New England? Mm-hmm. Philly minus... I said three and a half or four. Really? Yeah. I'm going minus seven, matter, man. It's minus going. seven and a half. Minus seven and a half on the road? Oh, my goodness. Uh, we got Philly minus five. There is there are, there are a few four and a half sets. Okay. It opened at four. I think that's too big. I think I'd go New England in that game. I think so too. I think right. Yeah. Yeah. I, the the Super Bowl hangover effect too. You know that could, that could happen. Non conference opponent. Um, <clears throat> I think that's a pretty good spot. I, I think the too Patriots new, are going to get a new, nice coaching upgrade. Two new coordinators for Philly. Under yep. seven, I'm taking Philly. I'm taking Philly. He's playing the juice. I love it. He's laying, laying all those numbers. Um, all right, here, here's another game that's uh, interesting. Uh, Rams at Seahawks. This is a 425 game. We start with you, Campbell. I think uh, I think Seahawks are going to be favored by three and a half. Okay. Alex, what do you got? I take the I take the Rams though. Who's home? Take the points. Uh, Seahawks here. Home. I'm with you, Campbell. I would take the points. I think I think it's a smaller line than that. I see Seattle laying two. If that, I almost want to say it's a pick them. Seahawks minus six. Whoa, I love I love the Rams. That's what I'm saying, though. Oh, I love the Rams. Yeah. I just can't believe that number. I mean, do do the bookmakers realize that Stafford, Donald, and Cup are coming back? Yeah, it's, yeah. Like this, I think I think this line and the Green Bay line is are way off. Way yeah, off. I agree. Um, what's the What's the Giant Cowboy line at? We're at it right now. So go ahead, give me your thoughts. It's the next game Sunday night. I would, I would guess Cowboys laying. Four. Okay. Would be my and you have Giants guess. covering that number? Yeah, I think Giants are going to show out. Where's the game? game? It's in New Met York. Life, the fucking cesspool of MetLife Stadium. Um, I would go... I'd go Dallas minus two and a half. Close. Yeah. You kind of split it. You both split it. It's at three. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. 
that's probably a no bet, to be honest. I think that's a good number. I think um, yeah. if you like the Giants, I think you wait because you're probably going to lot. You're going to get a lot of public money on Dallas. Yeah. You know, it's probably going to get to three and a half by kickoff. Um, and then the, the Giants got to win that game. I know I said this before. Like, the Giants have to be able to beat Dak Prescott. You know, like yeah, he's not this unbeatable force. So if they don't do it this year at home, have coming off a great off season with all these additions, are they ever going to fucking do it? Like, no, it's true. And then the the Monday game is the uh, twenty two year anniversary, right, of the nine eleven Monday night yeah. game, Buffalo at the Jets. So a lot of emotion in this game. Two New York teams going head to head. Um. So we'll start with I'm you, Campbell. Stun- I am stunned the NFL didn't do Giants Jets that game. Stunned. The Giants I know. Played Jets this year. Yeah. I'm just, that would have been great. Sworn that was coming. Yeah. But they'll just, they'll um, just play the Black National Anthem instead. It's fine. So it's Bills at Jets. Canceled. Yeah, Buffalo with Jets. Uh, I'm gonna say it's going to be Bills minus two. Okay. And who do you have covered? Do you have Buffalo covered? No, I think the Jets are going to take on week one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> After all that. that division talk. Exactly. I knew he'd come back to the to the homerism. He loves yeah. the Jets. What's the uh, – hold on. Let me try to think this out. Let me try to think this out. Does Buffalo deserve to be favored? Yes. Yes. All right, so you I'm know gonna the go. I'm gonna go. What'd you say, Camby? I said Bills minus two. I think it's smaller than that. I would I would say Bills minus one. Bills Alex, minus one. Final. Alex answer. Alex hits it right on the money. This guy hey. this guy's got to be a bookmaker. Oh, now it's interesting that this line opened at three. So you had some money coming. I mean, only the degenerate sharp bettors are betting in May. So the fact that this number was bet down from three to one, one and a half, you know. So you know the 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 sharp one bet key number. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that's a tough, that's an easy stay away game. That's a game that I'm just going to sit down and enjoy. You know, with all the emotion and all that. So oh um, yeah, Monday night football. Yeah, you're going to sit back and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> like, be two o'clock Monday, like, oh, right, let's open up the website. You gotta know when to hold them, when when to fold them, right? <laughs> but uh, so that that's week one. There are a couple other games there. I mean, we have like Arizona and Washington. Um, that's gonna be the toilet bowl. Um, any any thoughts on what do you think that line is? Arizona, uh, Washington. Let me guess. I actually think Washington's gonna be a big favorite that game. I'm gonna I think, go. I think Arizona is a favorite in that game. No, Arizona's Whoa. horrible. At Washington, I, I, I would say Washington minus seven. Washington minus seven would be my. I think it'd be a big spit. Wow, Washington. Yeah, but what do you got? What? I gotta hear this. Arizona's off. They're the worst team in football. Washington won eight and nine last year. They've caught McCoy. They've caught McCoy, man. Like, what are you talking about? I'm gonna say Washington at work. At worst, minus five, but I'll go minus seven. Ah, six. Now that I think, I think about it, it's probably fucking six. I think it's a close spread. With, I think Arizona minus one. In Washington. Oh, my goodness. In Washington. Arizona, Arizona doesn't even have Kyler Murray. 
I'm gonna go minus six. I don't even know. Alex do, you, Alex, do you hit it on the head again? It's six. Seven? It was six? Ah, uh, technically six. I'm wrong. I said seven. I got it. There's I a five and a half. Out. There's a five and a half out there, and there's a six yeah. and a half. But I think it moved today. It was at five and a half, and then when the Hopkins news came out, it moved. To six. I think I bet Washington in that game, to be honest. Oh my goodness. I know. Um, hey, sick. we might as well we might as well go over the other games. Uh, Carolina and Atlanta. That's a big divisional game week one. Um, obviously, all three of us picked Atlanta. To win. No, no, you picked New Orleans. Alex, um, I picked the I picked the Saints. I guess Atlanta's minus three. It's kind of a textbook. Yeah, Campbell. Yeah, I I, I think uh, Atlanta minus three, minus four, somewhere around there. Too. Minus three. You guys nailed it. You guys are good. Um, Houston and Baltimore. Question is, is it double digits? No. Houston, Baltimore. Okay. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Alex? If there's any game, but they, Vegas doesn't like doing double digits week one. Like, that doesn't really start happening until week three or four. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it's not. I'm going to say it's not, but I think it'll, I think it'll be minus nine. Baltimore minus nine. You two were very close. It's nine and a half. Oh, it's almost ten. And I, you know what? I bet it gets to ten because I bet you if Odell winds up being healthy for training camp, you know, the money will come in. Right. Wow. I think I'd go Houston to, to keep it a little closer. Houston played tough last year. Yeah. You know, they were awful, but they never, like, gave in. Lamar scares me week one just with him getting the contract. Yeah, long term, you might be a little bit complacent, but I think he's going to have a lot to prove week one. And I remember a few years ago where Lamar, I think they played the Jets on the road and they won by double digits and they put like 50 points on the Dolphins, I think, one year. So he tends to do pretty well week one. So I think that's stay away from me. I don't know what to expect from Houston. Um, yeah, a few left, and we might as well just go through them all. Uh, Jacksonville at Indy. Actually, I think it's the last one. No, two more. Jacksonville, Indy. Who's home? Uh, Indy. Indy. Jacksonville minus four. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'll go. hate to say the same thing Campbell goes to. Minus three and a half. Just to beat Candy. It's mainly three and a half, but there are a few fours out there. You guys are right there. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. you don't even think about that one. That's yeah, I would exactly. De- I'd definitely take Jacksonville in that game. Who yeah. I don't know, man. Remember, was it last year where Jacksonville was like? No, I think it was two years ago. They were uh, week one opening road favorites at the Texans with uh, Davis Mills. I think was a rookie, and they lost outright. That was the Urban Meyer for the first game of the Urban Meyer. Uh, um, I guess you could say regime. Well, you or you answered your own question. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> No, it's very true. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. It, it, I just don't know what to expect with Indy, right? Obviously, um, you know, with, they're probably going to be starting Richardson, right? Yeah. So, oh yeah. How's play? Um, Jacksonville's defense still kind of spotty. Uh, but, all right, let's go to uh, last one. Probably the highest scoring scoring game of the weekend, I guess. Miami at uh, L.A. Chargers. Did we do Steelers Niners? Yeah, yeah I kind of gave that away during the pod. It was San Fran minus three. Oh, I'm betting Pittsburgh's that game. I like Pittsburgh a lot. I do. Yeah, I like Pittsburgh a lot there. Yeah. Or I what think Detroit. I think Detroit, Kansas City is probably going to be the highest score. Uh, that over under is at 54. 
because uh, yeah, the Chiefs are going to score 40. <laughs> Detroit will score a few meaningless touchdowns at the end. Yeah. Um, but Miami at L.A. So, cross-country road trip, but it's week one, so it really doesn't matter that much. They're, you know, yeah. fully Who you got for Miami at L.A.? I'm going to say... Yes, Chargers probably deserves to be a favorite. I'm just say Chargers minus three, uh-huh. maybe minus I'm, two. I'm minus three, minus three. I'm thinking a little more than that. I'm thinking it's about five, four and a half. Whoa! I don't, I don't agree with five. Holy moly! Not, not week one. They reserve that for like the bad teams. Miami's not considered a bad team. I would say minus three or closer. Man, three, Campbell three, loves the Chargers. The Campbell's going to love this number then because it's uh, Chargers, Chargers. Chargers minus two and a half. Ah, I was right there. I'll say the Chargers have one of the worst home field advantages in the league, and they're not giving three points for home field anymore. It's usually anywhere from a point to two and a half points. Yeah. So this line kind of tells me that these teams are pretty much even. Maybe LA is like a half a point better than Miami. Yeah. So I kind of like – I don't know. I, uh, that's a tough game. I'd probably lean the over in that game, but it's going to be tough. A lot of unknowns with uh, Kellen Moore coming in as offensive coordinator. So that's an easy pass. But, yeah, a lot of intriguing matchups week one. I, th- I think the ones that jump out to me, you guys could kind of give me the ones that you feel most strongly about. Most strongly. Most strong about. Um, Green Bay, uh, Denver. I like the Rams. I, 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 think the, I think the Pittsburgh line is wrong because I think yeah. the Niners, without that quarter, without a quarterback, deserve to be dogs in that game. I mean, could you? The Steelers are going to turn them over. Niners were actually a bad September team last year, if you remember. Like I think they, they started were. one and two. One, yeah, they weren't good until October, right? And they kind of clicked in. So, I see that happening again. I hope it does. Giants play in week three, so. But uh. Yeah, I think that line's wrong. I would definitely take Steelers. That's probably my favorite game. Steelers getting points at home against a nobody quarterback. Totally. No, I'm with you. They have yeah. Pittsburgh, Rams, Denver, Green Bay. The ones that kind of jump out to me. Campbell, what do you got? Jets, Bills. Excited for it. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. And the Thursday night game, too. I mean, it's going to be fun to see kind of just how fast of a start Detroit can get out to this year. I mean, they got, they got a good – I agree. I, I kind of uh, sour everyone's opinion on them when they see how much Kansas City dismantled them. Yeah. I think Kansas going to hammer the Lions in week two. You know what that Detroit-Kansas City game reminds me of, and you guys might remember this, uh, in 1994 – on Monday Night oh Raw. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh yes. <laughs> the one, two, three kid went up against Bret the Hitman Hart. And Bret Hart was the champ at the time. Right? And, and the one, two, three kid was this up and coming young star, had beaten Razor Ramon the, the year before. And the one, two, three kid had so many false finishes where the crowd actually thought that they were going to pull off the big upset. But what happened? The champ took a few punches. At the end of the day, the kid's still got the sharpshooter, and he tapped out. I think that's how this game's going to go. I think Detroit's going to give him a few scares where they might go up early in the game, maybe even late in the game. I think Kansas City pulls away late. They may cover, they might not, but I definitely think Kansas City's a good teaser option week one. I already bet that, so we'll see what happens. I already bet that. Of course it is. 
I beat. I teased uh, Kansas City down. I teased Green Bay up. So. Can you cancel these bets if a training camp injury happens? Nope. Locked in. Oh, oh good. Yep. Goodbye. I'll see you guys for week <laughs> uh, week 14. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we should make a promise to our audience this year. We plan on doing this every week this year, guys. So, uh, <laughs> promise to our audience. When, when you when you disappeared at the start of the show, that was the first thing I said. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. I promise I won't yeah. let you guys down here. I promise. All right, so, what's our next show going to be? We're going to do training camp. We're going to do like a preseason games and all that, or um, I don't know about preseason games, but we could definitely do like a show. In August, so Labor Day or, Wednesday. Oh, okay. So we'll do like yeah. a okay. Because injuries are probably going to happen during the year, right? So we can kind of reassess our divisional picks and then kind of go from there. And then we could predict Week One, you know, at that show. So if we do something in like late August, early September, I think that should be good. Works for me. Sounds good, right. Campbell. Any any final thoughts, Campbell? Alex, before we uh, call it a night for the uh, off season pod. No, so we're only seven weeks away from training camp. That's exciting. Has this off season felt super long this year? Uh, I, I feel really, like it has. because like the the Super Bowl was so late. You know, like just mathematically, it's a shorter off season. I mean, see, I feel like I didn't it even watch been... the draft. So like, with the, the Jets, I could see it dragging because the Rodgers thing probably kept you stuck in Ember the whole time. But uh, I think it's been pretty pretty normal. I love the Super Bowl so much. I was on that. I was on the high of winning the Chiefs bet and the Eagles losing in such heartbreaking fashion for like three weeks. So to me, it was like, God, oh, it's the best off season ever. This is great. What do y'all think about the new uh, rule change that went in a few days ago? With uh, well, they got rid of kickoffs. Yeah, they got pretty much covered to kickoffs, right? And yeah, I mean, twenty-five yard line. Yeah, like it's it's completely. Oh, there's no motivation to run a ball out anymore, ever. Like, even if you get a ball, a pooch kick to the 18, you wouldn't run that back. So, like, I just think it's over. So, happy we lived in the time of Devin Hester while we could. Seriously. Yeah. I think we might see a lot of those kickoff specialists get cut in training camp just because their value has gone down so much with this new rule. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know what? At least they're trying to protect the players, you know, by, by having uh, Thursday night games flex, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. taking away the uh, the 25-yard uh, line rule. I mean, they, they really care about the safety of the players. So I yeah. I appreciate what they're doing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the Thursday night flex is unbelievable. I mean, what Isn't that crazy? Oh, player safety, we man. Like, come for, on. Al, for Al Michaels to sleep his way through the games again, like, what are we doing? On Amazon <laughs> yeah. Prime? Like... I kind of enjoyed those sleeper games because Al Michaels would just kind of I, not, honestly, not give I liked a crap. It because I, I only liked it because Kirk Herbstreit was on it, so it got me gassed up for College Saturday, which is where which is what I should be thinking about on Thursday. Right. I still hate Thursday NFL games. Like I barely, I, I'm not gonna lie, to you, I barely watch Thursday NFL games. I hate them. It's really Dude. bad. And now now the tickets going on YouTube, right? So yep. uh, YouTube Once, is gonna make a ton of money from that deal. Once the Thursday games, like, after week three and it becomes, like, divisional specialties of, like, the NFC South, like, I, I don't watch a second of Thursday Night Football. I hate it. It's like, I'm Yeah, done. the quality. And, yeah. and, and in this age of the NFL, it's less about quality. It's more about just That's it. 
that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. And, like, the Chiefs have, I think, three games Sunday at one this year. Isn't that crazy? You know? Yeah, there, there are a few teams that really got screwed. Fox and fine time, so, you know. So, growing up, that's what I always thought NFL was. So, that's a big change, you know? Yeah, it looks like Goodell's going to get a new uh, contract from the owner, so he's going to be locked up for another, what, I don't know how, 10 years, I think it is? I don't know, but yep. he's going to get a nice payday. How much money he's he made did. them. So He's made them a lot of money, and the Washington just sold for $6 billion. So yes. he's doing Isn't his that job. crazy Washington sold for $6 billion? What would the Cowboys sell for? Probably 10 At least. Washington is actually pretty profitable, but, um, yeah, pro- I would close I would get close to 10. But it's hard to say. Jerry Jones ain't selling that. Stephen won't either. So it's going to be a for a while. Yeah, but uh, good show. Good catching up with you guys. And uh, we'll definitely uh, see you guys in a few months. And uh, I'll be live from Sarasota again. So looking forward to getting back in the Sunshine State. And uh, we will see you next time on Bet with Chet.